You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, for listening, for subscribing to the pod, for rating and reviewing. I so appreciate you. It is such an honor and a pleasure to have you guys here every single week with me. So thank you so much. I love you. I adore you. I really wouldn't be here if I didn't have you. So I am sending you some huge love your way today. Plus, this week, I wanted to share with you the review of the week. Okay, so I read this one and it made me choke up, okay? I love it when you guys really appreciate the show and it has brought me so much joy to create it for you. And thank you guys so much for writing in these kind reviews. Let me read this one out. So shout out to Alyssa who rated the show five stars and she wrote, I don't remember how I found out about this show, but I'm so happy I did. Kelly has a down to earth, real talk, life changing kind of show. Whether the conversation is very personal or very professional, I always learn something that I can apply to my life. Thank you for your honesty and curiosity, Kelly. Every episode is a gift. Thank you so much, Alyssa. Reading this was such a treat and I am always so happy to support you with such, such an awesome life-changing show holy cow those were your words not mine life-changing show that needs to go somewhere on my website (laughs) i adore you so if you want to be the review of the week for next week be sure to leave your rating and review for the kelly track show on apple podcasts you can just do it right from the app um, and leave your instagram handle that way i can contact you if you win the giveaway because remember if you leave a review for the show you're entered to win both my classes which is sweet Now, this episode is super sweet. You are in for a divine treat, my friends. We have Julia Halkier here, and she is so good. She really brings the real talk, and you are going to adore this episode today. Now, you might be thinking, who is this awesome Julia chick? Well, with over 10 years of experience working in the field of health and wellness and a lengthy career in leadership and development at Lululemon, Julia is defined by everything but her CV. Now, as a high-perceiving youth growing up in a family of alcoholism, Julia was faced with challenges of deep darkness, which prompted awareness and personal insight early on. Through a 20-year journey of soulful expansion and inquiry, Julia has worked through healing her own personal chapters and pain of abuse, anorexia, depression, and trauma. Now, Julia's purpose is to see others through to living their best possible life. And within moments of connecting with Julia, it will be evident that Julia was born to go deep. She is so soulful. She is so true. And she is a radiant source of wisdom and knowledge. It is such a pleasure to have her as a guest on the podcast and have her here today with us. And one more quick thing before we dive into this episode today, support for this episode comes from my friends at Teachable. So Teachable is where I host all my online courses. I pay for this service out of pocket. I love Teachable. It's beautiful. It's easy. It's seamless. And you know what? It makes my job as a online course creator really damn easy, which is what everybody wants an easier life. Okay. So as you guys know, my two classes do really well, your best life in your conscious empire, which is such a treat to have students that really love and respect this work and what I teach them. And both of those courses are hosted on Teachable. So if you are looking to create an online class of your own, and you've got something to share and say, and you've got a message you want to create in the world, if you turn your message into an online course, defs be sure to do it on Teachable. It's 
the platform I picked personally for myself. Like I said, I pay for it out of pocket and I'm sharing with you guys as well. If you sign up with the link in the show notes and that link only, you get access to three free classes taught by Teachable themselves on how to actually build your online course, how to rock it, how to do the lighting, the sound, the gear, the equipment what to say, because come on, we all need some help knowing what to say. So if this speaks to you and if it calls to you, the link is going to be in the show notes. And we are going to jump right into this amazing episode today. So welcome to the show, Julia. I'm so excited to have you here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much. You are more than welcome. So I have a little mini rapid fire for you before we get started. Oh, yeah. So I love rapid fire. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Favorite crystal. Oh, right now, smoky quartz is in my hand currently. <laughs> I love that. I'm holding um, blue calcite in my hand right now. Oh, love that. Yeah. EFT or Reiki. Oh my God, I couldn't possibly choose. It depends on, it depends on the individual and depends on what the person is going through. Totally fair. New moon or full moon? Ooh, I want to say full moon. Mm, nice. Favorite book right now? Um, I actually just bought a brand new book, which I just got so inspired at looking at in the bookstore and it's called Heal Your Mind. Your Prescription for Wholeness Through Medicine, Affirmations, and Intuition by Louise Hay and um, Mona Schultz. Ooh. So, yeah. Sounds good. Favorite spiritual practice? Um, right now, Kundalini. Nice. North Shore or downtown? Oh, North Shore. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I live downtown. <laughs> yeah, North Shore has something beautiful totally about it that can't the be mountain, interchanged. Yeah. yeah totally. You got it. Coffee or tea? Tea. Early bird or late owl? Oh, that's an interesting question with my hormones right now. Typically, I'm an early early bird, but right now, it's like I'm a late owl. <laughs> gotcha. And then what are you currently obsessed with right now? Oh, that's a good one. I, I'm really obsessed with podcasts and reading right now and doing a lot of self-healing work. <laughs> so that's where you can find me most of the time or doing a lot of nature and specifically ocean or like woods walks. Ooh, I love that. I love that. What are you, what are you loving in terms of podcasts right now? Um, well, you know what I have to say, it depends on what I'm wanting to learn. So I mean, I have always been a fan of the Oprah Super Soul Conversations, of course, mm-hmm. um, and the Almost 30 podcast. Yeah. I love girls. They're always so great. Um, and then I kind of just, if there's something I'm, like, I've listened to this podcast by her name, she's a doctor, Aviva Rom, because I've been going through a lot of hormonal stuff and issues with my thyroid and whatnot. And she's such a powerful doctor she's a naturopath and herbalist and she's just got an amazing podcast to support women with their health so I've been listening to that a lot I kind of just you know I let my intuition guide me to what I need to listen to for the day and I kind of just pick it up nice I love that I love how you let your intuition lead it always knows (laughs) it always knows totally totally so to jump into our chat today you and I both grew up on the north shore and then actually I wanted to ask what high school did you go to I went to Sentinel because I did the um, French immersion program and I danced competitively. So I was in their program that supported that as well. 
in the British properties. So it's like bordering North End, West End, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, my um, my partner went to Sentinel. He, I forget what year he graduated, but I went to Rockridge. So yeah, it's always fun when I meet people that are from the North Shore. And I had no clue they were from the North Shore just because of like, you know, time and age gaps. But yeah, that's so cool. So back in the day, growing up on the North Shore, you were an educator at Park Royal. I used to I was. I did that too. So take us back to your story and drop us into the younger you. And can you give the listeners some context about, you know, you growing up and what that was like? Yeah, absolutely. So I always hesitate when people ask me where I'm from, because when I say the North Shore and more specifically West End is where I grew up, I think there's a connotation of like, oh, you know, you must have had a really lush life growing up with like Range Rovers, et cetera. And while, you know, that is a part of the community of the North Shore, it's not certainly not what I identified with. You know, I did grow up in, you know, a family where we, we did have like a nice house and I was fortunate to grow up in a family where I had a lot of privileges like that. However, it was kind of one of those things where people look at my life from the outside and think, oh, you must have a wonderful family and it, you know, amazing everything looks great. And, you know, what the reality was for me is it was, it just wasn't that way on the inside. And growing up, I had a lot of anxiety, social anxiety, just anxiety about pretty much everything. I grew up in an alcoholic home. So one of my parents was an alcoholic. And with that, the dynamics of my family were just pretty turbulent growing up. And I just, I spent, you know, I can remember a lot of times like hiding in closets and listening to my parents scream at each other and just never really understanding at a young age, like what was really going on. And yeah, it was, it was an experience for me that I think, even though at the time I had no idea that one of my parents was an alcoholic, I kind of thought, oh, they're not really available to look after me or notice me. This is how I felt. Um, and therefore, I must not be good enough. And so I sort of developed this idea that I needed to be better and change who I was so that I could be worthy of their love and attention because clearly who I was in myself was not good enough. And they never said that to me, of course, but just, you know, so that's that was my interpretation as as a child and growing up as an adolescent and that really spearheaded my my obsession with being the perfect student and being an overachiever in everything I did um which is it served me well in certain aspects growing up like in school um however when I got involved in dance that was an area where of course I, I was just pushing myself to really unhealthy degrees and eventually developed an eating disorder that came along with that. So I think, yeah, a lot of my childhood and growing up, while I did have those moments of having, you know, what seemed like a lovely family in the inside to me, it felt quite broken. And I, I was constantly looking for things outside of myself to kind of bring me that sense of love and affection and, and this feeling that I was good enough in who I was and I was worthy. Um, and the thing is, when you are a perfectionist and you, you are used to working hard, you do see that reward where when you achieve something, you get that satisfaction of, oh, like I, you receive whether it's accolades from your teachers or your parents, it, it worked for me. Like it was, that's when my parents did really notice me or did congratulate me and teachers always had such lovely things to say about me because of my achievements. And so I just saw that as the only way. This was the way that you developed 
love and self-esteem and all of that. So that became a pretty big part of, of what I thought was required to live a healthy and, and fulfilled life. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate that. And I feel like I so resonate with that myself, especially like West Van being, or for my international listeners, it's a very wealthy pocket of Canada for sure. And it's definitely like one of those communities where I remember you kind of, even though no one talks about it, it's like, you know, always say everything is good. Like every, like work hard, like keep up with the Joneses. It's got definitely that energy. And I really appreciate what you shared. And I totally struggled with overachieving and trying to get like validation from everybody and you're totally right it is a very addictive energy where that perfectionism and overachieving gets super rewarded in school and you get attention from like teachers or principals or like peers and it feeds the wrong stuff but I mean in high school it's like you don't really know you're like oh awesome I'm getting cheered on this is good I guess I just gotta like you know, be more intense, just work harder, just keep doing things to the extreme. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm curious, what would you say to your your high school self now if you could have a second to chat with her? Oh, man, um, I would tell her that she loves just as she is, and that there's nothing specific she needs to do or achieve to feel that sense of love. And to really just stand tall and powerfully in who she is and to look no further than right there within herself for everything that would ever make her whole or happy or fulfilled. Mm, I love that. That's so beautiful. So you're also the founder of Brazen Soul Rebellion and I love this name, BT Doves. It's like so good. It's so Thanks. good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty mighty one, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. I love it so much. It's so strong. It's also very easy to remember, which is amazing because names, that's like half of a good name. <laughs> so how does it feel to finally do this work and like step into this role and this light? Oh my goodness. Well, it's a long, it feels amazing. And of course, I'm sure as you know, as being like a, an entrepreneur and, you know, a new business owner there with that comes a lot of like transitions and yeah. journeys in itself. And you've learned so much about yourself through the process. Um, like it started, this dream started for me like 10 years ago. So I always knew what I wanted to do. And it was just a matter of time and courage and all the right things for me to actually pull the plug and say, I'm ready to do this. Um, so there was, it was strange. Like there's never been a question in my mind. I've had this innate passion and drive to do what I'm doing now forever. So it's, I don't know. I think a lot of people say like, didn't you ever, you know, second guess it or like worry about X or Y or, you know, the potential instability. And I was like, I no, like I just, I firmly believe that when you step into what you are passionate about, what lights you up and what drives you, that that in itself is just, it, the universe will truly support you with that because that's your gift to give the world. And I just wish everyone would step into what brings them their most joy and, and fulfillment because that's, that's just where all the magic happens. Mm. So, I mean, it does, it feels great. And, and I'll be really honest. Obviously there's times when I'm like, shit, I don't, I don't know. How to, I don't know how to do my like, new finances of business yeah. owner. And there's definitely a lot of elements of it, which are, can be like anxiety provoking, but the overarching thing is that I'm, I'm in a position where I'm doing what I love every single day, which means that the hard stuff isn't really as hard as it would be working in a job 
which I have before, which I'm not super connected to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think it's Liz Gilbert that talks about eating different shit sandwiches and she's like whatever yeah. you do in life and, and that's her right as she has that analogy that whatever you do in life you're going to eat a, a, a shit sandwich so she's like i feel like you know being she was like being a writer I, i'm totally happy eating this shit sandwich with all the downfalls of writing that's exactly how i feel about <laughs> entrepreneurship and running my own business too that i'm i'm happy to take whatever negative stuff comes my way because the overall love for it is so much greater exactly mm-hmm Hey friends, it's me. I just wanted to swing by really quickly in the middle of this juicy episode and let you know that you can snag some of my best top tier business strategies that I use myself in my own business and what I teach in your conscious empire, which is my online class that teaches you how to build a heart centered business, how to do what you adore, and most importantly, how to free yourself financially. Now I always get asked the same question, which is this how exactly I built this business, how I earn a full-time income doing what I love, and how I grew this into a successful and legit thing. Well, in this course, I guide you step-by-step in radical honesty so you can do it too. Your Conscious Empire teaches you everything. It's seriously your roadmap and your best friend. You'll learn everything, like how you master your mindset as an entrepreneur, how you build something with a $0 budget, how you test and validate your ideas before you spend money, This is exactly how you get stuff off the ground. And in addition, you're going to learn how to consciously sell your products and items, market in the heart-centered way, and what it takes to grow your business into a conscious empire of your own. Now, what I want to share with you today is the fact that you can preview a few of these video modules from this exact course and totally experience what my students are loving right now. So hurry on over to the show notes and go preview about an hour of some of my best top tier strategies, ideas, and action items that you can implement right now to start your dream business or take what you got and go to the next level. All right, my friends, back to the show. So before this, you spent years at Lululemon and teaching at Ride Cycle Club. So how did you know and make that sort of intuitive decision that it was really finally time to step into Brazen Soul Rebellion? Well, I think so. A couple of things. I, I've been at Lululemon for eight years, eight or eight, like eight, almost nine years. And it was an incredible part of my life. And I had so many wonderful opportunities to that company and so much growth and development. But I started to feel, you know, my intuition was always talking to me and it took me a while to really listen to it. So I, I think the fear overcame the voice of my intuition. I kind of let my fear get the better half of me. And so I just kept hearing that voice and I'm like, okay, like I'm not feeling super fulfilled in my role right now. And I had gotten to the point where I got the job that I wanted to at Lululemon. I was in it and I just wasn't, I still wasn't feeling connected to it. And it was almost like I was always looking for that next step or that, that place that was going to take me to that, to be finally fulfilled. And I just never found it. And for me, I'm not a person that can really sit in, in that for long. I was like, I know that I'm not connected to this anymore. I, my, my intuition is speaking so loudly. Like I need to, I need to move on from here. And I was lucky enough to, when you work for the company for certain many years, we had the opportunity to have a sabbatical. So I was able to take a couple months off uh, and really think about that and practice what it would feel like to step into this career. And I made a plan for how I would sustain myself financially and at the end of the sabbatical, I was like, this is just so clear. I'm, I'm ready. And I transitioned into more of a full-time fitness role. 
in between because I left Lululemon and then I was still teaching fitness and have been for years whilst working at Lululemon. So I just thought, okay, well, I'll take my main nine to five job off the plate. I'll still teach fitness and then I'll be able to use those extra hours um, to really start building Brazen. Mm. So that was kind of how that occurred. And of course it wasn't that, <laughs> of course it wasn't as smooth as I'm making it out to me when I say that I'm like there were a lot of bumps along the way in that itself so that was a really really interesting learning experience for me mm-hmm. so was it like your intuition just kind of got louder and louder and louder and it just sort of drowned out the fear yeah and I think too you know I loved the core of what I was able to do at work at Lululemon but I, I just felt vibrationally like I wasn't aligned and it it just wasn't making sense for me and I mean, I think we all know what it's like to be in a job where you go to work every day, you just don't feel connected and you don't feel aligned. It's, it's just a disservice to the people around you and yourself because you're just kind of dragging yourself down every single day. And I just, like I said, I've never been one to kind of sit in that type of energy for a while. I'm like, okay, what, what, are, what is the solution here and how do I get more aligned with where I know I need to be? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and then as I stepped into the fitness community more, I thought that would really help me kind of build some you know almost like a soft safety net underneath as I started to step into my career here at Brazen and that in itself was like a an enormous learning journey for me because it took such a heavy toll on my body physically so that was something that ended because of the way that my body was being I abuse is a harsh word but i I wasn't really taking care of my body in the way that I needed to based on that type of a career. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know any better because I'd never really stepped into a career as a full-time fitness instructor. So that was a really hard lesson that I had to learn in the last couple months since I left. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. I feel like the transition period is always so fascinating because when we're talking about it, from like our current moment and like looking back at the past, we can always like be like, Oh, it's so, you know, simple and it happened like this, but in the moment it's always oh, yeah. like, Holy shit. Like fires everywhere. Like, Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Like I'm screwing it all up. And I, I just love that you shared so honestly. So thank you for that. Of course. I, I'm always honest because I want people to hear, hear the real deal. You know, I think it's really easy for us to kind of fear sharing the truth because it's hard sometimes and it's not always pretty and buttoned up and I think it's important to just be really raw and authentic so that people can connect to real life stuff you know it's not always it's not always wonderful there are bumps and little dark patches and stuff so it's important to be open about that yeah for sure and I think you do a really excellent job of this because yeah as I was sharing with you I was just like following you on Instagram and then you had started sharing and talking about like the launch of Brazen and then you came out talking about your story and I I had only known you from like the one class I took where you I I just like showed up and you were the instructor like I it was just like you kind of like it flowed into my life and I was like oh this person's talking about all this really cool stuff and I started to get more curious and I would love to dig a little bit deeper into your story because I feel like it really hit home for me and I just love the way you share your truth so openly because it takes a lot of guts to do that because so many people just haven't arrived at that point where they're okay to say it out loud so you openly share that you know you've come from a family of alcoholism and that you've dealt with abuse and anorexia depression and trauma so 
When did you have that realization that owning your truth was more important than, than hiding it? Well, I mean, I think that in my own journey of healing, I, you know, I'm no stranger to going to seek professional help and, and choosing a bunch of different modalities to support myself. But what I found was super powerful and probably the most key component throughout my healing journey was the fact that others around me in my community and people that, that I was able to have conversations with were open enough to want to share their stories with me. And for me, that was so important because I finally felt, oh, I'm not alone. Like there's something incredibly powerful about humans connecting on that emotional level and really feeling that sense of I'm struggling and, you know, this person has too, and it just makes it more okay. And it makes it so comforting to know that you're, you are not alone. And I think it's, it's really brave when people have the ability to share what we often want to hide. And it's such a valuable part of healing because our emotions and, you know, vibrations, like anything that we hold within us and we don't give voice to or let escape our bodies just gains more momentum and actually just keeps us further locked in what we're experiencing. So I think it is so vital to find a community or a platform or the ability to really use that and, and help heal each other. So that was a huge part of why I decided I need to give back and, and share what I'm going through and what I can hopefully help others heal through just because I think so often we're, we sit in a lot of shame around stuff that's hard and that we don't really want to talk about out loud. Mm-hmm. And I love that you brought up the point of shame because I feel like everybody feels so much shame towards their story when in reality there's so much connectedness that we all feel, you know, and I love that you shared, you know, when you spoke up and explained what was going on, like that you weren't alone and that when we have the courage to express our truth to other people, raise their hand and they're like, Oh my God, me too. I thought I was the only one. Um, and so did you, I'm just curious, did you start off by sharing with just like one person or like, how did you work your way up to, you know, sharing publicly and, and openly like on, on the platform that you have today with Brazen and your Instagram and your following? So, I mean, it started it started back when I was at Lululemon at the store, actually. I remember I was talking to another educator who's now one of my closest friends about our, our struggles around anorexia. Like she was sharing hers and um, we really connected over our shared experiences. And that was like one of the earliest times. And I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to have someone hear you and see you and feel that what you're going through is okay and you don't need to be ashamed of it. And it kind of just grew from there. And I, I became so inspired by other people doing that and, and kind of putting their fear aside and that shame aside to really just be a leader in that way. And I, I did an event at Lululemon with some other speakers in partnership with Raw Beauty Talks, and we all shared our stories and our struggles. And the impact that it created with our office was really profound. And I just kept hearing people share with me. It didn't even have to, it wasn't always women. Oftentimes a lot of men would come and share with me how um, my words or my story had positively impacted them. And I just, I don't know, I kind of just started to tuck aside my own ego and, and say like, there's a greater purpose for this. And if I can help heal others, even in a small way or help them reduce their own shame, like that has to negate my own sense of fear or shame around my issue because there's a a greater purpose involved. Um, And so often I find that our our egos just start to talk louder and we let them. And I just was like, I'm, I'm not really willing to do that anymore. And, and 
it's, it's hard in the moment when you do it because it's very vulnerable and, and it's hard to let people see so much of your insides. But I, I just know in my own experience of listening to others do that, I've never once felt, you know, like you don't feel anything for those people sharing their stories other than gratitude and like, wow, that's, that's so amazing that they would be willing to share this with me. It's like a privilege, right? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of started to remind myself of that and um, equally just remind myself of my why, like, why am I doing this? Um, it's never for any kind of public recognition. It's, it's for my purpose of wanting to help support others. So that's really at the heart of it. It's just what I'm so passionate about is just supporting others and, and creating hopefully a community that can help heal each other. It's like a ripple effect, you know? Yeah, totally. For sure. And I love that you share that sharing because it serves a purpose and sort of getting out of that, that story of what our ego always says of like, Oh, you can't do this. Or like, you can't share that and being like, no, this serves a purpose. And like exactly to what you had said of the ripple effect and people having those like, Oh my God, me too moments and raising their hand. And so agreeing with it. And I also like that you shared, you know, when we see people and witness others share their stories, we never stand there and like judge them for it. Like never, even though our ego always says that we're going to be so judged and people, I love that you shared, you know, are appreciative of it and are grateful for it and can recognize themselves in the stories we share and trying to really, tame that egoic voice and kind of come back to love as best as we can because everybody goes through this stuff and it has to come out one way or the other even if it's just with one person but just the importance of understanding that you know no matter how bad our ego says it's going to be knowing that hey it's going to be it's going to be fine everybody is going to still love you and people are probably going to like respect and appreciate you even more because you had the courage to do that so thank you so much for sharing that yeah, of course. And I feel like looking back just on all my opportunities of of doing the things that I was scared of or I was worried about how people were going to see me or had those moments like those, like we're talking about those moments of our ego coming in the way. Every time I look back on those opportunities where I pushed that aside and I, I did something that I was uncomfortable by but stuck to my why, it was it, like not one of those things would I ever, ever regret. Like in turn, they've been some of the moments I'm probably most proud of. So it's just, it's just so important to connect to what your purpose is and your passion is and what, let that drive you and trust that it will take you in the right direction. And even if your ego comes in the way, eventually that voice will just get quieter because you're living into something that's more authentically aligned with who you are and what you're meant to do in this world. Yeah, I love that. And I so resonate with that. Like I have also never regretted any time where I've I've spoken up or had a really difficult conversation or said something out loud, no matter how much flack my ego gave me. And it's so true that when we look back, we never regret any of those times and they do become some of our proudest moments for sure. Right? Yeah, totally. But in the moment, my ego is always like, oh my God, Kelly, what are you doing? (laughs) I know. I know. It's so true. Yeah, totally. And another thing I really loved hearing you talk about on the Kilter and Mint podcast is that you were talking about, you know, worrying about sharing the dark stuff and the hard stuff because, you know, there's this underlying need to sort of be like always sharing the light or like that's what other people share and a lot of self-help is like be positive um can you dive a little bit more into this because I really resonated with this as well being somebody who has a podcast and sometimes I feel like oh I can't venture into the dark because people don't want to hear about the dark when in fact the dark is what really matters and so much healing and transformation happens through there 
Of course. I think, I think that's a huge struggle that, you know, probably a lot of people face, particularly on social media, because, you know, that would be an example of a platform where we often just screenshot the highlight reel. And what we see is a lot of the great things and, you know, the, the picture, you know, we always say like someone takes a selfie and there's, it's probably screen shot number 45 of like the 60 of the same photo we take until we choose the one that we're like, Oh, this is the one I'm going to post, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, and like, it's just part of our society where we're conditioned to, you know, from marketing and advertising, we just want to see the best of everything because that's just how our society kind of operates. And I think the harm of that is that we create a world that is really not a real world. It's like a veil. Like we're just looking at a lot of, bombarded with imagery and and videos often and content that is all just like happy-go-lucky and, you know, edited and face-tuned and whatever. And that is causing us so much harm because that's not real life. Real life is contractions and expansions. And I think it's equally as important to talk about the contractions as it is to talk about the expansions because you can't have one without the other. They go hand in hand. And I think it's really challenging to to do that, especially on things like social media, when it appears as though not a lot of people are doing that. And you worry like, oh, well, are people going to think I'm like a lunatic if I'm sharing some things that are pretty dark and disturbing? Like there's definitely an element of art. It feels a little bit, um, it feels difficult to do that. But for me, I try and operate. I remember like my purpose and what I want people to receive from my messages. And the reality is, again, like if, if people hadn't been so authentic with me and been in their darkness and been able to sit with me in that and share what they were going through, I never would have felt it's okay to feel my own. And so equally, when we say that by stepping into your light, you give permission for others to step into their light, I think it is equally as important to be authentic with the darkness so that you're giving other people permission to feel that darkness. Mm. Because until we can sit in the dark we can't access the light because it's just, it's just part of transformation and human growth and just our journeys here. Um, so while it's something that I, I, I definitely still struggle with, like it's not, it's not always easy to be sharing super vulnerably what you're going through in, in the dark sense. I still think and it will always be a huge part of what I'm connected to and what I strive to, to offer in, in everything that I do so that people always understand Hopefully that they're not alone and that they, they can relate. I mean, it doesn't matter if the experience, the experience may not be the same. Like, you know, we all have different types of struggles, but the thing is we can all connect with that human emotion. So even if someone's struggling with a completely different area of their life and they're feeling depressed or like a deep sense of sadness, I, I can still relate to that because I've been through a similar state of being, even though the circumstances were different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. And I feel like you're the kind of person that like anybody could talk to about anything. Cause I feel like when you openly share your truth and share what's going on and have the courage to share the darker stuff and the harder stuff, people so relate to it. And it's like, Oh my God, she gets it. And it's like such a breath of fresh air. Cause even yeah, sort of like when I started learning more about you and following you more on Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, I could talk to her all day long. <laughs> like, I oh my God, totally get so it. Sweet. And I think that's so important. And I really appreciate that you're such a good role model and expander, as Lacey Phillips would say, um, for being like such a good a person who who knows how to rock social media and also share 
the truth of what's going on and like be a human being and i find that such an intricate fine balance and one i'm still navigating myself because yeah like i said i always i had 100 percent a fear of oh i can't touch the dark and i love that you shared that you know you don't get the expansion without the contraction and the duality of both is just so important and imperative to finding the light because you don't get the light without the dark so i love that i love that yeah and i think the other thing too which i had talked about on the Kildren Mint podcast and Brene brown actually talks a lot about this in her book um rising strong the sequel to daring greatly is just that like what happens when we fall and we get in that darkness is that often people are so ready to just all right and now i'm talking about the light again and i'm i'm we almost fear sitting in the dark because it's uncomfortable to be in that state. And we're kind of conditioned to be like, Oh, I'm having a hard time, but here's all the things that are going well, or like, but I'm coming around the other side or like every story in Hollywood is just like, you know, every movie is like, here's the part where, you know, there's the downfall, but then they recover and we have a happy ending. And that's not always what happens in life. And that's where, again, I think, unless we start to be real about what it's like to struggle and experience these contractions, like we're not really honoring our, ourselves and allowing ourselves to feel and <laughs> experience emotions that aren't always super high vibrational. And on the flip side, I'm not saying that we, we need to just sit in, in our, our shit for a long time, but I do, yeah, like I do believe the greater contraction, the greater expansion, that's just how energetically the universe seeks to support us with things like that so yeah (laughs) yeah totally it's definitely a balance of both hey there it's me i just want to interrupt this amazing episode and remind you that there is a sweet giveaway going on all you got to do is scroll over on your apple podcast app click the kelly track show scroll down to write a review and leave your rave review and instagram handle so i can find you and then you will be entered to win both your best life and your conscious empire which are my two top-notch courses So when you're done enjoying this episode, be sure to go leave a rating and review and the universe will so give you a cosmic wink and some good karma will flow your way today. And if you need a visual of what I'm talking about, just go to kellytrack.com slash giveaway and it's totally right there for you. All right, peeps, back to the show. And another way in which you really bring the realness is that you, you totally share that, you know, you are on your path and that you are a coach and you share and you also don't have it all figured out, which I love. And I so resonate with you because I'm in the exact same place where I teach and I am learning all the freaking time and I don't have it all figured out, <laughs> even though, you know, like Instagram and having a podcast and all that kind of stuff would make it look like I have a lot of stuff figured out. Can you touch a little bit more on this? I love this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think especially as someone who's quote unquote, like a healer, there's this connotation of, I am <laughs> I'm like, it's like Tony Robbins says, I'm not your guru. Like totally. I'm, I'm, I'm not healed like by any means. Like I've experienced a lot of things in my life and I've had a, a very, Uh, you know, like a tremendous journey and navigating all those things and experiencing healing in a lot of those areas. But as a human being, I'm, I'm never healed. Like this is a journey that we're on and it's so important to understand that. Like we will always be going through these, these ups and downs and these contractions and expansions. And so I think, again, it just goes back to the fact that it's important to be real about that. And I think there is just this idea, you know, as you've mentioned this with yourself as well, being a coach or someone that is in a position of 
supporting others and helping them through transformations and periods of their lives that we think we have to have it all together because that makes us more credible as in the professions that we're in. Mm-hmm. And I actually think to the contrary, like it's important to obviously not be like, you can't be unhinged and trying to help people <laughs> totally. to make sure that you're, you're, you know, in a good state. But what I've learned also is that a lot of times what people have struggled through in their lives is exactly what they're here to teach. And with that, it might mean that, you know, as an example, I may not have fully healed one part of my journey, but I might be really powerful at healing that within others. And that's, that's okay. Like I don't have to have every little box in my, in my whole kit of what, what I need to heal dealt with in order to be able to be a powerful healer or a person in, in my profession. And I think that's just something that a lot of people struggle with. They think we need to be like perfect and completely healed. And the reality is like, that's, that's not that's not going to happen because we continue to evolve and we continue to experience these ups and downs in life as we go along our journeys. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just to give yourself some kindness and understand that we're not we're not meant to be perfect and that's the ever that's that's the ever long learning. It's like we're not we're not meant to be healed and perfect and buttoned up. Yeah. And I'm sure you would agree that most of the people you look up to are not people that present themselves as having it all figured out. Totally, totally, totally. And I feel like, especially, you know, like you said, like the connotation of being a healer, it comes with sort of this like angelic vibe and being like super Um, on the topic of healing. I would love to also chit chat about Reiki, which is so cool. My listeners love all the high vibe spiritual things. <laughs> so you are a Reiki master, and I would love to just talk a bit about what Reiki is and how it works and how you feel the energy. So first and foremost, how does it work? Oh my goodness! I'm like I call it magic because I really feel that it is. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I. It's so funny. Like I, I can get really scientific with these things because I'm super passionate about just the human body and how energy works. And so I think I can get pretty detailed with it. But let me see where I would begin. Basically, what happens is we, we as human beings, we know we're energy, right? And everything around us is energy, and every single emotion and thought carries a certain vibration. And one of a, if you're experiencing, you know, gratitude as an example, or being in a state of joy, we know that that has a very distinct response um, physiologically in the body. So if you were to look at uh, a heart rate monitor of a person, um, like an EKG of a person in um, the state of gratitude, as an example, and measuring the heart rate, it would be, you would see these really even waves where it would just be like up and down and up and down kind of, um, just like very symmetrical and that has a direct response on the nervous system and how our blood flow works, how we're breathing, our heart rate, et cetera. And equally, if you're in a state of, you know, anger or frustration or one that sits on a lower vibration, that has equally a a different response on our heart rate. And if you were to look at the rhythm, it would be like super jagged and up and down and peaks and super erratic. And the result of that in turn is a completely different thing on your nervous system. So you would be experienced stress as we all know what that feels like. Your blood would be diverted um, into specific areas to protect yourself because your body would think you're in threat. Um, Your brain function would be cut off in a certain way. Like you wouldn't have the same higher order of functioning and digestion wouldn't be like your energy and blood flow wouldn't be going to your digestive tract because your body thinks you're in stress. And so my point is that because we 
experience a lot of different emotions as human beings and we have a lot of different experiences with which sit on a deep subconscious level in our bodies our bodies hold on to these experiences and traumas and vibrations and so if you have let's say an experience that you went through a couple years ago that was traumatic it sits in your body in like a memory bank and so you can go about your day and you may not think that there's anything outwardly that would be disturbing that experience, but our body looks for cues to kind of turn on that thread again when it thinks we're in any situation that might, um, that might bring us close to what that experience was years ago. So what happens is we, we almost, it's almost as if we have these little scabs on our body where like we're out in life and all of a sudden something touches one of those scabs and similar to how it would feel if someone like pulled up one of your scabs, you start to have a reaction in the body, which brings us into um, like a lower vibrational motion and it impacts our physiology. And so any given person might have a lot of different scabs, so to speak. So what happens with energy healing is we're looking to bring the body into a more balanced state of flow and chi and allowing our energy to flow more freely throughout our entire body so that we're not experiencing so many of these lower vibrational emotions. Um, because when we experience lower vibrational emotions, they have a huge detriment to our health in so many different ways. Looking at every category in the book in terms of like mental, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, everything. And when we carry a lot of low vibrational emotions, they're directly responsible for a lot of connections to disease and all kinds of things like that. So Energy healing is really looking at where in the body are we experiencing imbalances, where, where is there energy that is disrupted and of a lower vibration, and how can we lift that vibration and help it clear out so that you can experience um, harmony in the body and, and a complete state of balance, which would mean that you are living uh, in flow and in, uh, yeah, in a higher vibration, which means that you're more readily available to experience joy and better health, better emotional health. And really, yeah, there's like a countless, countless benefits to living a life that is, as I'm sure you're really connected to a higher vibration and more balance in terms of energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. So can you talk a little bit more about the org field and how you find the blocks? Do people come in with stuff they want to work on? Or like, do you sort of in intuitively know and can feel where the blocks are? Yeah, so it's both. So, I mean, when we do energy healing, we are working on the auric field, but we're also working on, um, you can feel the body directly, like where those blockages are in different chakras. So it's interesting because oftentimes someone might say, someone may come in as an example with physical pain and it might manifest in like a shoulder injury, let's say. So of course, when you're doing healing, I would, I would feel the energy disruptions that would be on the shoulder, but you can kind of intuitively, I can sense, and I can also feel through my hands and sensing where else that energy is disrupted because it's, the, the human body is so fascinating. Like on a physical level, we might have an injury that manifests in a certain area, but emotionally speaking, there's a root cause that often isn't connected to that same area. So you might experience a disruption, let's say in, you know, the root chakra, and we can look more deeply into what's going on um, in their lives that would be causing a disruption in the root chakra. Like is there financial stress? Did they move recently? Are they having stress related to their very basic needs which sit in our root chakra and so it's it's kind of like this map where we can feel through the human body and sense 
where all those linkages are and kind of trace to the root cause of what's causing the imbalance in the body. And then once we can heal that both on the energetic level and also in the physical level. So I'll talk to, I I obviously get into dialogue with clients around like what's going on in their lives that would be causing this kind of imbalance in the other areas that I pick up on. We develop a clear plan of supporting them to kind of create that harmony in all areas. So again, we're looking at the the human body as a whole and not just like treating just the shoulder. It's all interconnected because we are obviously one giant bundle of energy. Um, and so is everything around us. So it's important to really understand how we balance everything. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Reiki, you don't actually touch them. That's correct. You kind of like hover your hands. <laughs> um, so it's both. It depends oh, okay. on the practice. Yeah. So I, I touch the body. You don't have to. You can specifically work just on the auric field. I mean, it just depends on the practitioner. Some people find it more powerful to work simply with the auric field and others touch as well. And a lot of people, like you can ask clients, like I, I would, I, I do both. And there's sometimes where I might spend more time in the work field. Again, it's like a very intuitive process and you'll know what's needed. There's also certain clients that might prefer not to be touched. Um, it doesn't change the effectiveness of what's happening. I personally feel like having touched is really healing in itself and and experiencing that is very healing. So I always incorporate touch into it, but I also do work specifically just on the auric field as well. So it just depends on who your practitioner is and what they typically do. Um, and there's no, there's no right or wrong with that. It's again, like it could be an entire session on the auric field, or you could simply work with touch. Either one is completely perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Reiki is so fascinating. So in terms of the basics of how a session works, can you give us a, a run through of that? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. So as I, as I kind of mentioned, I think every practitioner has a different setup and experience. And so for me personally, because I do a different bunch of different modalities, um, like EFT tapping, and I do coaching as well. I'll have a client in for an intro session usually where we're doing a little bit more in depth of understanding what's going on in their lives, like what they're hoping to gain from my sessions and how long we're going to be working together because that will really inform like how deep are we going to go? Cause if someone's coming in for like a one-off session, I'm not, you know, it's just going to inform how much we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. So someone would typically come in for an intro session. We get to know each other, have a little bit of background previously through email um, and potentially a phone consultation around what they're looking to gain. And then I always do some coaching prior to doing Reiki to really understand like what they're, what they're working towards, what their goals are, what their vision is, what they're really hoping to achieve um, holistically in their lives, like from this experience and, and where they're at and where they're looking to go and always kind of projecting into the future of what they're wanting to manifest and, and really project themselves towards and really laying the land for the energy healing work to happen to really inform, okay, like where are we going to focus on today? And I always ensure that my clients are leaving with, with action steps like for their, for their lives outside of Reiki so that after the experience they're leaving and walking out with, I'm clear on what I'm doing right now to support my life in, you know, the physical, emotional, spiritual realm to support this energy work. So it's really a partnership of that. And then we would have a full energy healing session And that is usually between 45 minutes and an hour. And then after that, I really talk to them about what they experienced and where 
where they felt certain things and what their general, yeah, just what their general experience was. And then we talk about what I experienced and, and how that lines up to our conversation before. And then, yeah, again, we just make sure that they have clear and powerful steps to walk away with and tools. And then we develop a plan to really align with their goals and support them in their vision of what they're looking to achieve. So that will inform how many sessions, how frequently, um, and all that good stuff. Cool. And I love how your work is really holistic because there's the aspect of like the energy work and the healing and also, you know, rooted in the coaching and like, let's, you know, more about like, let's talk about your life and like, how can I support you going forward and the action steps of what, what happens after a session. And I think that's really cool. And you're like the only person that I know that does both of it together. So I think that's really awesome because it's a much more like integrative experience and then just like a one-off session of like an energy healing session. And then you're like, well, what do I do next? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so funny because my girlfriend, like a, she was a client initially and then we became really good friends and she was like, I, I don't even know what Reiki's like when it doesn't come to you because I have this experience of what you've offered, which is so unique that she's like, I don't even know what to expect going into like a different healer's hands. I just know what's been really effective in my journey. And I, I went to school for coaching because I just know, and you know, you're a coach, how transformative it is. And I just thought, why not pair the things that I know I'm so passionate about and want to offer people it together? Yeah, yeah, I think that's so neat. So this is a good spot for us to start wrapping up. So I just have a couple final closing Q&A for us. So good coaches and healers are always embodying the work and are always on a continual journey themselves. So what's something that you're currently working on right now? Oh my goodness. I'm like, we would need a whole other podcast <laughs> to answer that one. But um, in short, I think developing developing a healthier relationship with my physical body than like developing a really loving and and powerful relationship with my like physical body and my body as a whole based on all the things that I've been through like my entire life it kind of came to a culmination in the last like couple months and um like in short I haven't been able to exercise and do any of the things that I've normally been able to do because of health reasons and so I've really been leaning hard on my spiritual practice and and just like finding a way of loving myself and appreciating myself that I didn't really know was possible um so yeah that's what I'm really working on every day it's a journey (laughs) (laughs) I totally get that yeah and I I love that you share that because sometimes we we forget the physical bit and then when it catches us it's like oh my god I've ignored this for so long oh right my priority needs to be like my health and myself and being good and gentle and kind to myself so I love that you shared that yeah And then what would you say to somebody who's just starting out on this journey of connecting inwards and connecting to their soul? Oh my goodness, that it's going to be more powerful than you ever thought possible. And if you trust it, you will experience more joy and authentic fulfillment than you'll ever know. Mm. And yeah, to really give yourself space to do that, it can be, it can seem overwhelming and how and like when you start out it's like how do I even begin I don't even know how to meditate and there you know there's almost this like anxious energy around how to connect with ourselves powerfully and like it starts with just five minutes like closing your eyes and listening like you just have to be willing to listen open to what you hear and give yourself the space to actually connect and drop into yourself 
Wow. I love that. That is so beautiful. And I think that's so true. Like creating that space to allow the answers to come to you and then creating space to just to, to trust it and to go after it and try it. And even if it's like a tiny little way in you, which you try it, but at least allowing yourself the possibility to give it, give it a shot. I think that's the most important part. Cause I feel like, I mean, I had no clue what intuition was until like, I swear a year ago. And I was like, wait a second, I can get answers for myself. <laughs> or like the universe. I know, right? Yeah. But like, even just having that space to even try this stuff and experiment and be like, well, what if I just sit in silence or like meditate for once and just see what happens. Cause we get sometimes so caught up in the way we do things and the routines and the schedules that it's like, well, what if we just paused and tried it a different way? So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, exactly. It's like we did, there's no perfect way of doing it. It's just beginning a relationship with yourself in that way. So, so key and so powerful. So just know that even, you know, it's progress. So one step at a time, one small step at a time, don't get overwhelmed with, with what you see other people doing. Just drop in. Like it can be a minute, two minutes, just start there and be kind to yourself as you go along the journey. Mm-hmm. I love that. And if listeners want to connect with you online and say hi, where's your favorite place for them to reach out? Well, of course, social media is such a powerful tool. You can always pop into my Instagram, um, my business one, which is Brazen Soul at Brazen Soul Rebellion. My personal one is at Life by Julianne. My name is spelled G I U L I A. But I also, lots of people go onto my website through the contact. There's just like a little form there where you can just hit, send me an email or a note. I get lots through there. So that's perfect as well. And, and my website's um, brazensoulrebellion.com. I love talking to people. So whenever people reach out to me, I love chatting. So I'm always open for anybody to reach out to me. Sweet. I love that. And I think it's so awesome when I have guests on and they're like, please message me. And then they get messages. It makes my day too. Cause I'm like, yay, the listeners reached out. Cause you know, sometimes you just yeah. need an invitation, you know, when somebody's like, Hey, you can message me. Like I'm available. I'm open. I feel like that's always so beautiful because then people feel like, Oh my God, I can reach out. Or like, I can do that because sometimes we just, we don't do that in the online world. Like we, just like watch from afar or we scroll or we watch people's Instagram stories, but take the second to like introduce yourself and say hi. and be like, wow, I really resonated with what you shared, Julia. It just takes a second. And it's so nice to create like that connection in such like an online digital world that we have these days. So deaf people reach out to her. Holy. She's cool. <laughs> oh my God. That's so sweet. Yes. I'd love to hear from you. And then last but not least, you're also teaching Reiki level one. I've seen it. It's coming up as on my Instagram. Um, so where can people check more about that if they're curious? Oh, yeah. So I have my events and training are on my website under the events and training tab. And I'm doing Reiki level one, level two, and I'm also leading a mastery as well. And I lead it with my best friend who's also a Reiki master as well. So we're leading those together. And it's just such I mean, it's an amazing, incredible community of people that we have that take our um, our certification programs. And they're just, it's honestly one of the, the greatest things I've ever had the privilege of leading. So if anybody wants to find out more about that and what it can do for your life, then of course, please head over to my website and there's all the details on there of how you can sign up and everything. So yeah, and we do them every six weeks-ish. The mastery happens twice a year only though. Okay. Cool. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julia. It was such a pleasure and oh my honor gosh, to have you on the you. pod. You were an amazing guest. I love this episode. 
Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I'm so honored that you thought of me. And I just, yes, I appreciate you so much. And thank you for this gift of being here and sharing this high vibe energy with you. It's been so wonderful. Oh, thank you. All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you adored this episode, be sure to take a screenshot of it, upload it to your Instagram stories, tag Julia and I in it. You can just tag us at, at Life by Julia and at Kelly Track and at brazen soul rebellion so my dear friends thank you again for subscribing rating and reviewing the show i'm so stoked to hear your biggest aha moments and takeaways and favorite quotes that julia shared in this episode over on instagram stories so all right peeps thank you again for being here and i'll catch you back here soon all right bye Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you loved this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon.